Hey, everybody. Welcome to Indie Author Chat. And I have Kayla Hicks here, who is an independent author. of. She already has several books out, uh, including Kale Stone, An Outlier's Tale. And she has a new book that's coming out soon. Kayla, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Hi. Um, so I am Kayla Hicks, as she said. And I have a couple books out. Um, I actually had started back in 2017. Um, my first book being Kalestone Atler's Tale. And I have like a short story collection out, um, which is kind of some things I threw together and put out there for free. So um, if people, um, you know, wanted to sample my writing, there was something already out there for free. They could pick it up and um, kind of just see what my writing was about. And I have a bunch of different types of genres in there. Um, ranging from action to adventure to mystery and I have a guest author on there who is a dear friend of mine from high school so one day we're like we're gonna put out something together we're gonna write something together and I was like hey I'm putting together this you know collection and it's gonna be for free would you like to put your stuff in there and she was like yes finally so it was just you know a, a fun project to put together um but the new uh story that I have coming out is called The Backup Superhero and it started out was a short story and kind of just grew um I I kind of felt like I was running out of space and then my beta readers were reading it they're like I think you could make this a little longer because we want to know more and I was like well I guess that's not a bad thing so no <laughs> um yeah so it's it's turned into a novella and um it, it's pretty much highlights um it follows one girl named Tanzer girl and no one has superpowers it's more so it focuses on levels of superheroes and she's in the backup category or level d the bottom of the bottom um and she pretty much swoops in and does all the hard work while the people at the very top and level a the i guess the more famous superheroes kind of take all of the credit so it Not talks good. about yeah so it i kind of felt like that was something that wasn't really talked about when you think about superheroes is like who does all the grunt work like you hear about sidekicks, but normally focuses on the sidekicks. So it's just kind of something new to introduce, I guess. That that's um, interesting. It's definitely a different take. I love uh, how people are, especially independent authors. Guys, that's why independent authors are so awesome is because we can real we could just turn things completely on their head and and not follow the rules and guidelines of of what traditional publishing wants to see so so many people are coming up with unique and different twists on on the same old genres right right <laughs> i guess we're kind of you know I don't, I watched, um, what was it? Uh, superhero show on Amazon. Um, the voice, the voice, that's what it was. And it got me thinking, like, you have all these people who are high file, you know, fame, famous, um, superheroes, but who does all the grunt work. Um, so it was just kind of interesting to do something where, you know, these people don't, you know, they get paid and they're like kind of famous, but not really famous. Um, so there's like scenes where she, like there's one scene where she is chasing a criminal for like six blocks and she's like, oh my gosh, I really hope that this person gives out because I'm going to give out. And 
he, this person knocks someone down all these steps and knocks all these people down and she carries around the steps and takes them up. Um, cause the idea is that they're, you know, former athletes or someone that, you know, is normally active or would have gone to be a policeman or a fireman or somebody that's normally active for their job and everybody's rescued. And then this lead superhero Goffman pops up and he's like, Hey, how's it going? I see everybody's good. He's like, I'm ready for me on the camera. And I'm like, no, she, she saved everybody. And she kind of reluctantly comes back to the spotlight because she doesn't really know if she wants to be celebrity status. So gotcha. like I said, just, you know, a different take on superheroes. Um, but I feel like it might move into something bigger, like maybe more small novellas on different characters, but who knows? I was going to say, you know, it sounds like there's series potential there. Have you thought about maybe making it into a series of novellas? <laughs> um, it's definitely a possibility. Um, <laughs> some of the characters I have in there seem like there's more to the world than you would originally think when you read that story. Um, I had some questions of like, there's a guy that owns a bar and his name is Frank and he um you know he he serves all the backup superheroes so it's like this rundown bar and you know he he knows everybody's name but he ends up aiding them later in the story and he's like you know like what's going on with what's Frank, Frank's story exactly so little things like that that got me thinking about it that I'm hoping it will open up into something else but you know you never know hey I mean that's it's always good to have to have options Yes, yes. <laughs> would, would you consider it, I, um, from the way that you're describing it, I would say young adult or even middle grade? Or is it, how would you describe? Um, I feel like it's going to be boring between young adult and new adult. Um, okay. Just because it, I feel like I have, you know, it's not a ton of explicit language, but Frank doesn't exactly okay. beat around the bush in some and so, you know, it, it, it could be, um, but I feel like more so new adult, maybe older <laughs> side of young. I'm exactly in the same boat. Um, I'm try, trying to do kind of a young adult that, that appeals to, yeah. because let's face it, guys, uh, adults like to read young adults. Right. We do. I still do. I'm 39 years old and I still <laughs> love to read young adults. I'm sorry. I won't apologize. They have great storylines. I mean, yeah. you know, they, I feel like young adult stories take more risks and go on more adventures than someone that, you know, is like, you know, I don't know. I would say, you know, there's more risks in, you know, the older genres, you know, geared genres, you know what I mean? But yeah, <laughs> you know, there's, there's more exciting things in young adult storylines. I would have to say, unfortunately. That, that's true. Once you move into the adult realm let's face it um if, if you're an adult that's watching this we all know that being adult is not um that much fun anymore so <laughs> i think, i mean with the exception of some of you out there you know um thrill seekers and motocross and you know sean white you know he's, he's killing it but um <laughs> tony hawk but uh but for the majority of us adult readers who are at home right now it's nice to have that escapism into a young adult world where it just seems like the possibilities are endless so that's yeah I, I don't think that'll change no <laughs> so but um no, I... go ahead 
Oh no, um, I was just I I totally agree with you. I don't think that's going to change either. I just think that people need that escape, especially you know now in a pandemic. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, working on a, a short story collection, you got to uh, collaborate with a co-author. How was that? Because I've not yet done that. Um. Well, so what I did is it, the way it started was trying to get myself noticed or get my story noticed I tried I mean like we had talked about before obviously you know self-publishing is really tough so you feel like you're kind of thrown the deep end with not really much navigation or where to go so you're kind of figuring out as you go so I started out with my author page on Facebook I was throwing short stories on there trying to pull people in I started out with different stories in the Kalestone universe um of other characters and like that were close to main character in that story and then I started doing other short stories in my newsletters so I just kind of put them all together in a book I figured they're already done why not put them all there um so people can find them in one place and then I figured you know it'd be really great to give someone else since you know you know obviously I'm not famous or whatever you know you don't see me and whatever um <laughs> but it's just, you know, if I could help somebody else out, you know, why not do it? Why not collaborate and have someone, you know, hop on? Because if I could share some of my readers with them, why not? I mean, it makes the most sense to help each other out. Absolutely. Altruism is the most sincere form of, of, of giving, I think, that, that you can do. And so, yeah, that's, that's awesome. And some great advice, by the way, um, that you started kind of, teasing these on social media and then put them all into a book and the short stories are for uh, for free on on Amazon yeah. is that right so guys yeah. uh, I'm gonna have all of Kayla's links by the way in the description below so you can go check out everything including the short story collection that we're talking about now and I think that does kind of help to, um, to give people an idea of the type of author that you are, you know, every, everyone has their own voice and their own writing style. Right. And so to give someone a taste of that is, is, is a great way to pull people in and say, hey, I love the way that this author writes. And uh, so it, it makes me want to check out what else they have. Exactly. That's and a great it helps idea. that I... Right. And I, it helped. I did so many different genres because then I didn't have a family and she was able to put fantasy in there. So um, it was actually a good friend of mine from high school. We'd always plan that we would someday write a book. And I said, you know, I've already started. Why don't like we be like, hey, here's your debut. So um, her story, I have to say, just blows all of mine out of the water. So um, definitely check out hers at the very end. Um, it's about it's a different take on the Grim Reaper and how they ferry souls across to the next world. So it was, I, I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Why don't you have anything out yet? So hopefully she'll put something out soon. And like, this was just a stepping stone to get her name out there. So all and good things. Absolutely. Absolutely. So since you mentioned that you uh, wrote so many different genres and experimented with so many different genres, what what do you think is is your favorite genre to write? Oh boy, um, <laughs> it's really hard. Um, I know. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> it's it's hard because I mean I started out with a dystopian you know dystopian and young adult for my first book with Kalestown kind of Right. So without, after that, I honestly was like, I don't know if I could write another book because that book took me like four years to write. I was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do after this. It, it sucked up so much of my life. Can I actually make a decent book again? And then I just started, you know, dabbling around and moving around. And I feel like dystopian and like young adult genres um, seem to be something I really enjoy, but I have tried like, try my hand like a contemporary romance. Um, that was really, that was really tricky. Cause you know, I don't want to throw in a bunch of gushy stuff and people are like, Oh, this makes me want to vomit. Um, but you know, it's just, I feel like it's just, and that could be someone else's, you know, like, Oh, this is really what I like, which, you know, I'm not knocking it, but, um, to me it's, it was, it was really tricky, but I have to say dystopian and like young adult, um, or like action adventure, <laughs> probably like my go-tos. Um, but I mean, I feel like I definitely give people credit that can write in more than one genre because it's very, very difficult because it's a different tone and a different voice and mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> I'm with you 100%. I, uh, I, I did the same thing. I tried to put, uh, I tried to flex my creative muscles and put something out that just didn't, I, I came back to my original genre, which is young adult fantasy. Uh, but uh, because it's just, I, that's, where I feel most comfortable writing and I do have that author envy of people that are able to write the I'm sorry I'm gonna mention you the dystopian post-apocalypse because I love to read them I can't write them I can't write them (laughs) and and it's the same with poetry uh you guys I've been really vocal on that with on Twitter uh I love to read poetry I just suck at writing it I really do um but I have a deep appreciation and envy for those of you that can so exactly yeah I I agree with you wholeheartedly I would definitely try with free verse for first because I feel like that's the most like universal it's like you know I don't have to say I'm sticking to anything but I gave it a try so <laughs> I try I did um I I have my old creative books from like junior high or high school y'all everything rhymes it's bad um so but I did read uh in uh I, I did read the the description on Amazon and the first bit of Kale Stone and it's such an awesome unique storyline of where this young man is given a secret code to save the world where did you come up with that that's so unique I mean that's Um, really I I, I'm, I'm drawn in by just that that small bit of information well, that's good to hear. Um, it took me like three attempts to actually get the description way I wanted it. So that's good. <laughs> Those descriptions are hard, y'all. It, they really, they are really so are. <laughs> you can write um, an 80,000 page or an 80,000 word manuscript. <laughs> and when it comes to writing that, that blurb or the description on Amazon, it's like absolute right. paralyzed. <laughs> me too. Me too. 
Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Definitely not. Alone. <laughs> um, so I guess, um, I guess very Stephanie Meyer. Um, I had a, a dream about it. Um, I would, cause I really also enjoy dystopian and sci-fi type things and fancy. Um, and I kind of just decided to run on it, you know, just someone getting this random code, didn't know what to do with it. And basically I'm trying to the world. Um, so what it, what Kalestone is and what it's set in is it obviously a dystopian setting um, where most of society is put in these, I would say sections with walls around them, like barriers. Um, and they have all of the resources. They're set into di six different sections. Um, I, I guess if you want to think of it in a way like Hunger Games style, like, you know, ones for farming and one has- I was going to say. Exactly. So um, the one that's closest to him, which is Kalestone, is more technology based. And some, um, you know, one day, you know, he's out and he's, his mom is really sick and he's trying to get things that are going to help make her feel better and trade things because there's no resources in the outskirts where he lives because everything has been taken in these sectors or cities. Um, so because the idea is that the person that runs all of these cities, Jericho, who's the big mastermind bad guy, um doesn't want wants everybody to follow the way he wants society to go and if you don't listen to me just boots you over the wall you're just gone oh what's over the so wall with, oh, is that a secret nothing nothing oh. there's nothing over there they've taken most of the livestock most of you know you have to travel really far to get anything so gotcha. um there's not much out there so he, you know, gets his mom some medicine for training things. And then he goes to sleep and he wakes up and his house is on fire and he drags his mom outside and he passes out, you know, from smoke inhalation or whatever. And he wakes up and he's like, oh my God, my head is bothering me. It's throbbing. And he pulls this thing out and he's like, what is this? And he ends up having this dream because it's, you know, partially sci-fi that something transmitted to him to give him this code, but didn't tell him why he used to use it. Ooh. So yeah, lots, uh, <laughs> lots of lots of fun <laughs> stuff going on there. Um, but yeah, it was really difficult to write because my first set of beta readers, because you know, first time I wrote something, were like, "This is awful." I'm sorry, I did not like it at all, and I was like, "Oh, e ego deflation right there." So yeah. you know, but you're 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 gonna have that. You know, someone's not gonna like what you write, and that you just gotta pull up your big girl pants and be fine with that. Um, but you know, after writing it and writing it and rewriting it, um, I finally got it to a point where people liked it and were like, okay, this is where I could see it going. And this is what you want to run with. So, um, but the end of the book leaves it on a really big cliffhanger and the second book, which I would love, love, love to do two more books, um, would be in a different character's perspective. Oh, interesting. So, Yes. I like that. I like that. It kind of leaves mystery because you don't know what happens to the main character, Jeremy, and you don't find out till later in the second book. Gotcha. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I understand. And uh, talking about beta readers, by the way, you know, they, they can be brutal, especially right. with uh, the young adult genre. Um, and is that, is that Kale Stone is the young adult? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. 
they can definitely uh, be a little harsh at times because, <laughs> but you're right. It is about, um, it is about realizing that, you know, it's not always, you know, it's taking that harsh criticism. And if you feel that it's valid, you know, let's be honest, you know, if someone says, you know, I really don't like that, that the main character is a boy, I wish it was a girl. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you may not take that piece of, you know, criticism, exactly. but if it's, if it's valid and it makes sense, then beta readers can be a really great asset to have it and a critique or a critique partner um, exactly. as, as well during, during the writing process. So is there anything that as a self-published author, as an indie author, uh, is there anything that you would love to have known then that you know now? Some wisdom to pass on to indies. Uh, I mean, even me, we can all learn, guys, we can all learn from each other's experiences because no two publishing and independent publishing experiences are the same. Um, everyone makes different, there's so many different mistakes that you can make. So we all make right. different ones. So um, <laughs> is there anything that you, you, that you do now that you wish that you would have done in, in the very beginning? I guess kind of um, leave that well, open-ended. Right. <laughs> um, I guess I would say, um, I would have been way more prepared than I was. I mean, I was so happy. Like I said, it took me four years to write the first book. So as soon as I finished it, I was like, kick out of the nest. I'm so done. I'm so ready. Like I'm ready. I just want to be ready to read it. And that didn't get me anywhere. Um, <laughs> I mean, what really helped is word of mouth. Like, you know, being able to give people enough notice. And like, I had a lot of people, you know, that I knew personally that were like, you know, they took a picture of the copy of my book and they, would share it and say, Hey, get this here. You know, I really enjoyed this or whatever. And that got me, that got me pretty far. Um, but once again, there's really no, like everything I feel like is not clear cut on how to succeed in self-publishing unless yep. you get into it and actually figure it out. So I, I mean, I would just say marketing yourself and communicating with people and the writing community, I would say is one of the biggest resources or tools that you're going to find because uh, I mean taught I mean I've luckily have found a great group of people on Twitter that you know have given me invaluable advice because they're people that are seasoned and have done all the stuff before and they can tell me you need to avoid that don't do that this is what you want to do and I've found out so much information in such a short time I just was like man I wish I had found you guys sooner because I could have avoided this 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 and this <laughs> Yeah, um, I didn't uh, get involved in the, the writing community at all. Um, I didn't get involved in social media at all until after I had published my first book, which was in January of 2020. And I just joined Twitter and Instagram and all of that in August of 2020 so I waited a full eight months to <laughs> right okay. I, I, I almost went backwards <laughs> I, yeah but, but so. once again who's going to tell you like really it's like yeah I didn't know not much to know 
unless you're doing it. And I, I, I like really it. didn't. I, I didn't know that that right. the writing community on Twitter was so awesome, and that uh, it's so inclusive and like up, uplifting. And then um, the, the different ads that that you can run through different platforms draft to digital exactly. I never knew about that so yeah. my my first book just is had stayed on on Amazon and that's it for right ever until I found out about draft to digital and so mm -hmm. yeah um and all of these things you pick up by being active and uh right. in in the writing community and starting and jumping in on those discussions and and things like that it, it is invaluable advice that a lot of people have right and i mean i guess the only advice would be just don't give up i mean it's really easy yeah. that once you don't you know sell sell or make it to the bestsellers list that you could just yep. throw in the towel but really until you have a good slew of books out there no one's unfortunately no one's really going to notice you until you start building a platform for yourself. Yeah. Um, it's hard, but you, you got to stick to it. Yeah. Tenacity and just, you know, dogged determination to stay the course. I, you know, I don't know if, if you feel this way, but um, I mean, even right now I'm, I'm, I'm laid off and I'm trying to write as much as I can while I have the time to do it. But even if I, even after I, I do end up going back to work, which most likely, you know, I will hear soon, I'm still going to write. Right. I'm still, it's something that once you become, once you publish that first book, it's like you're in it. It yeah. takes a hold of you and you're going to keep going. I mean, hopefully, exactly right. hopefully don't, don't let, you know, the, don't let a bad review or anything. Everyone has their own opinions, and right. you know that's that's tough to get get a bad review. Right. And so right. I had I'll share with you. I think the worst review that I have ever had is on Amazon, and it says, um, "What a snooze!" Uh, all the rest of them are five stars, by the way. <laughs> Uh, five, five or four stars and there's this one one star review and I'm just I'm kind of curious like who the who the person is behind this review because they obviously just for some reason had a personal vendetta against this book but they it, it, uh, they said that uh, it's it's the first book that I ever published and they said uh, it sounds like a board a board housewife wrote it in between uh uh, carpool runs that's what it oh is and I was like, at, oh. at the time I was like I mean I cried a little I did and now I go back and I look at it and it kind of makes me laugh because I'm like I'm like you know you must have really hated <laughs> I mean the point is you put the work into it and it's easy to tear someone down but you know Every, like everybody is entitled to their own opinion and yep. it's hard work that gets you there and not everybody's going to, and yeah, you just have to be okay with it. And it, I agree. It's completely very difficult. I mean, personally, if I don't like a book, 
I don't go out my way to right to, to slam it. Just kind of right, right. I just you know, kind of let go, or you know, find the positives. Like this was good, and this was good. Exactly. You know I mean, yeah. someone put in the work to put that thing together. So tearing them down is probably not the best policy. <laughs> no, and I, I just, uh, you know, like I said, it made me cry a little bit. But at the same time, I had to. I almost, I so wanted to to write a response and say. Obviously, you know, that it's a middle grade book, guys. It's a middle grade bordering on YA. And so I'm like, number one, why were you reading it? Um, <laughs> because the character is like 12. So, um, so why, why are you reading it and being so right. like harsh to this 12 year old character? <laughs> it right. doesn't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> And then I looked at what else they had reviewed and they had reviewed nothing else, no other books. So it was like such a very targeted attack on this one book. <laughs> I was like, what the? <laughs> why? That's why it makes me laugh now. Cause I'm like, they, they really went out of their way. <laughs> Just, I've never oh, reviewed a book before in my life, but this one <laughs> was so bad. Oh, you gotta try know, and find the positive. Stupid. You gotta try and laugh. Exactly. You really do, yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> because yeah, it does. People, guys, it it independent authors take it's it. Kayla spent four years, hard work, uh, writing, editing, going through beta readers, um, for Kale Stone, and that we you know it's a lot of work it's the same amount of time and work and effort and labor of love that traditionally published authors commit to their their books and so you know I mean there's there some amazing in, indie books out there I mean absolutely amazing and I've I have so my TBR list is like growing yeah. from from doing the the interviews that I have because I keep finding new books that I never knew about. <laughs> really, that's exactly right, right. And it, it's such a big it's such a big percentage you didn't even know existed. Yes, for everybody to put out you know something, and it's just really interesting to see. It's really it's amazing. So where do we go? So where do we go from here? I mean, you you have series potential with backup superhero. I, I definitely, you know, I think, and then Kale Stone. So what? I mean, what do you? How do you pick which one to tackle next? Where do you think you're gonna go? I'm just curious, just right. for me. <laughs> well, um, I am in the middle of a rewrite for the next. Uh, the next in the series for Kale Stone. So it's called Galistand, an Outlier's Tale. So it's the second one. Um, okay. I also wrote a contemporary romance that I'm querying for because, you know, hopefully, hopefully something will happen there, but it's a tough business. Um, yeah. And I also did write a children's picture book um, that I am querying for as well, um, but I cannot draw the simulate. So I'm going to cross my fingers. I find someone or someone could help me out in the publishing industry with that so all exciting there you things. Go. yeah I um I 
cannot wait to get my daughter into reading. She's at the age now where she chews on books. <laughs> so we don't read a lot. Uh, she would right. rather try and grab the page and tear it. And so <laughs> we don't. Yeah. And, and the ones with the, the thick cardboard pages, um, she chews yeah. on those. So we haven't made it to uh, we haven't made it to actual reading yet with her. But yeah, that was exactly my test model. My daughter, I was like, "Hey, do you want to listen to a story, Mommy wrote?" And she was like, "Sure." I'm like, there's no pictures, but we're gonna give it a go. So you know, <laughs> you gotta try it all your audiences, audiences, I guess. So yes, all exciting stuff coming. Hey, well, thank you so much for coming on today and telling us about Kale Stone. This series and the backup superhero possible series I think I, I, I'm definitely going to check out Kelstone um, and the backup well it comes out tell people when uh, the backup superhero comes out because it's not out yet guys it's yes. it's, it's coming yes. soon <laughs> so uh, actually with Anna's help i was able to get it up because i did not know about this but you learn something new every day um i put it up for pre-order and it's coming out uh friday march 5th so it's available for pre-order now uh on amazon and i'll have the link in the description below for the backup superhero and march 9th right fifth. sorry fifth fifth march 5th That's okay. it's okay <laughs> so but yes um definitely check out all of kayla's links in the description below and uh, check out her books on, on Amazon and uh, I'll have your Twitter and your Instagram and whatever other social media platforms that you have on your website as well. So, um, so that people can check out everything Kayla. Thank you so much for having me on here. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time to, to come on the show and ha have a great, have a great day. Thank you. Okay.